Hello there, and happy Friday to you. I'm Sarah Rupel, and you are listening to The Friday Five here on the Agent Survival Guide podcast. It's our weekly recap, highlighting news that you should know about. Number one on our list this week. On Tuesday, Ritter Insurance Marketing announced the acquisition of Ohio-based Quick Insured Brokerage. The deal will expand our footprint into Ohio, Georgia, and Indiana, where QIB has local offices. QIB will be known as Quick Insured Brokerage, a Ritter company, and Lincoln T. Lafayette will continue his role as president of QIB. Staff will continue to work with QIB agents in the regional offices. So QIB agents, welcome. We'll be linking to some info on our Ritter Platform CRM and Medicareful in the episode notes so you can get familiar with those tools that are now available to you. In order to gain access to the tools, you must be registered and logged in with our website at RitterIM.com. That takes about a minute to complete that registration and you'll be good to go. We will also be linking to the official press release in our notes, so check that out for comments from Ritter Insurance Marketing President Craig Ritter and QIB President Lincoln T. Lafayette. Number two, according to the National Poll on Health Aging, nearly half of individuals between the ages of 65 and 80 said they had not set up an account with their health provider's online portal system. 45% to be precise. And Fierce Healthcare suggests in their write-up that the problem with this is that it could cause some issues for those trying to schedule their COVID-19 vaccines. And then according to my parents and my in-laws, that is definitely something that slowed down their progress signing up in the past week, among other things. Where am I going with this? Well, Your clients could be facing the same issues, and they might look to you for help in troubleshooting the situation. In the past week, locally, the processes for signing up in my area seem to have been ironed out a bit. Supplies have increased slightly, so I'm hopeful that this was just a slow and bumpy rollout. But it was a frustrating experience, and I was dealing with people who were determined to continue trying to sign up. But if I'm being honest, if my mother was not spearheading the whole thing, I don't know that my dad would have known all the steps he could take in order to coordinate his own vaccine. So like I said, just try and familiarize yourself with the process in your area. Get some resources together so if you can't help a client with questions, at least you can point them in the right direction. We'll be linking to that article from Fierce Healthcare and the study from the National Poll on Healthy Aging. I also recommend checking out the article from our Medicareful Living blog on the vaccine. That links to plans and information for each state, and that is something that you can share with your clients on your social pages. Number three, while we're on the topic of the coronavirus vaccine, CNN Health recently put out an article on the do's and don'ts of getting the vaccine. It covers answers to questions that we probably all have about the vaccine, like, will we still need to wear masks? Should you get the vaccine if you've had COVID? When do you get the second shot? We'll be linking to that article in our episode notes, and that is one that you can also share on social media for your clients. Quite a few resource links in there, as well as info straight from the Centers for Disease Control. Number four, 
Tax time is coming, and if you were a recipient of a Paycheck Protection Program loan, you might have some questions. And of course, those answers depend on which phase of the PPP program your loan came from and what you use the money for. The first round of payments were authorized by the CARES Act in March 2020, and tax rules changed a few times between those loans and now. And then there was the CRRSAA that passed in December 2020 to authorize the second payments, and the tax laws have changed between then and now as well. Additionally, rules on forgivable expenses were expanded to include some more operations, property damage, suppliers, and PPE, to name a few. We'll be linking to a great article that outlines all the differences and explains the rules in more detail, like other tax credit programs for business and what the funds cannot be used for. So check out that article to learn more, and don't be afraid to call in a tax pro if you need one. Number five, in life insurance news, Blackstone Group Incorporated is slated to buy Allstate's life insurance company in a deal that's valued at $2.8 billion. According to Allstate CEO Tom Wilson, quote, this transaction represents the next step in the process to deploy capital out of spread-based risks, end quote. The move would allow Allstate to focus on their PNC business, providing identity protection and personal coverage like home and auto insurance, for example, what they're more commercially known for. Now, as I mentioned earlier, we are at the end of another month, and that means new content coming to streaming. But before we get to that, February is on the way, so that means Valentine's Day is coming, and that usually means all sorts of new products, sometimes even new foods. Well, one of them is something called Kraft Mac and Cheese Candy. Yes, it is a Valentine's version of their blue box favorite, but it's not just the color pink. There's also a sweet candy flavoring that goes along with it, and all I can think is ew. Ew and why? But I'm also kind of intrigued. Now, you won't find it in stores. It's a giveaway, and they're only giving out 1,000 boxes, but we will have the link to more information on that if you are indeed interested in trying to score a box of your own. Of course, if you don't get a box of the pink stuff, that doesn't mean you can't have Valentine pasta. Aldi is bringing back its heart-shaped pasta for Valentine's Day. It's a mix of regular and red heart-shaped pasta, and I can confirm it got rave reviews at my house last year. Okay, bonus time. Everything coming to streaming in February. On Netflix, February 12th, the third installment drops in the To All the Boys series. I still haven't watched that one yet, and it appears that this is the final installment. Maybe I'll just binge them all in one go when I get a chance. I've heard the series has gotten great reviews, so it has been on my radar. On Hulu, at the end of February, The United States vs. Billie Holiday. It's a biopic that takes on the harassment that Holiday faced from the government, with Andra Day playing the title character. Another one that's gotten rave reviews so far. And then on Disney+, Plus, Upside Down Magic will finally arrive on February 5th. It's the most recent DCOM, or Disney Channel original movie, to have aired on the channel. 
It's set at a school for magic, and the kids have to learn to use their powers and save the world. So what could go wrong there? Then on February 19th, all five glorious seasons of The Muppet Show come to Disney+, Plus, so you can rewatch your favorite episodes from that series. Those are just the highlights that I'm interested in. To take a look at everything coming to all of the streaming platforms, be sure to visit our notes for this episode. And of course, you'll find the links to all of the other articles and resources we mentioned in this episode. That does it for this week. I hope you have a great weekend. Stay healthy and stay safe out there, and we will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel. Script editing by Brianna Lowe. Artwork by Nick Smith.